listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson, brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. Hello and welcome. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson, and this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check him out. Original Cleveland sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. We are also proud to be a part of Evergreen Podcasts. Uh, we're here later than we said we were going to be, so again, apologies. We're not hitting our Mondays like we want to, but we are here on this Monday for you right now doing this show. We are going to talk about the Cleveland Browns camp and some of the concerns. Yes, we actually have a few concerns that we would like to discuss regarding the team. Uh, furthermore, with the Browns, contracts, contracts, contracts. Nick Chubb got his. Where is Baker Mayfield's? And why is someone else's possibly taking a little bit more precedence right now? We're going to get into that. Uh, we'll talk about the Indians, how they have fallen below 500. Uh, we can pretty much say this season is a wash outside of the fact that we are going to watch this team grow because this young core does have a lot that makes me excited about next season. Hopefully Terry Francona is healing up because we know he is not with the team anymore uh, for the remainder of this season. But we've seen some new faces uh, we've seen a bat that we were hoping that would start hitting actually hit a little bit. Uh, so we'll get into some of that with that. And then the Cavs. We'll end on some talk about Mobley, that new draft pick, and Andy's got some other stuff that uh, I haven't paid much attention to the Cavs, only a little bit, so we'll just jump into it. But first, your future Super Bowl winning Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Javius. Good to see you, Javius. What's up, Javius? Logan, I'm watching Tribe up 5-1. My favorite J-Ram. Yeah. Our favorite, our favorite I don't J-Ram. I have TV in front of me, though. By the way, since 2017, mm-hmm. Jose Ramirez is leading Major League Baseball in extra base hits. Is one of the great stats provided by Paul Hoynes over the weekend. Yep. Since 2017, no one else in baseball has more extra base hits than Jose Ramirez. Yeah. It's a great stat. So everybody out there doubts Jose. There you go. The Browns have been going through this positivity motion. My God, have we taken the pills here on this show? Um, let's go brownies. Exactly, Logan. It is time to go. Let's go brownies. I think now some doses of not dampering the season. So glad we re- oh, Matt Brunin. God, I mean, they must have watched the show clearly. That was my biggest concern a couple weeks ago. They jumped all over it. I'm glad Nick Chupp is signed. Um, he is by far one of the more popular players. That didn't need to be discussed even before the contract. But you can tell from um, local, you can tell from reports and you can from people on the ground, he gets a lot of cheers and he should. Great Brown, wonderful Brown, made a lot of sense. One of the rare times in sports where the guy wanted to be here, he gave a hometown discount and he didn't need to. And he, he really made it affordable. Just a great, great job. Matt Bruning on Facebook, no doubt. Barry and Stefanski have you guys on the big screen in the office. I mean, Matt, I didn't want to say anything, but I'm sure that he has it dialed up right now. I mean, I mean, I know I would if I were in Brew, Ohio. I mean, obviously, we're going to – now i got to give some more tips, though, Matt. Now, we're going to get to on the field in a second, but I must admit, Jared brought up something to me before the show, and there's been a lot of contract discussions of who's next. Jeremy Fowler's reporting it might be Denzel Ward. There's also been some people um, out there reporting little other things here and there, but Jeremy's reporting Denzel Ward. Everybody across the board saying nothing's heating up between Mayfield and the Browns. I thought, frankly, I don't give a damn comment from Mayfield. It was the first time he showed some of his wear on this. I just, here's my word of caution about the Mayfield. I think Mayfield contracts are going to happen. I do. I think everything will be fine. I think he's our quarterback. I believe in Baker Mayfield. 
I do. I saw enough last year. If I were the Browns, I would be cautious. Don't tip the apple cart. Don't get too cute here. This is a big year and everything is set up to do big things. I thought that was the first time he showed a little wear and tear on Sunday. And and it is and and you can play analytics and money, and I get that. I get that. I love numbers. Totally get it. Don't rattle this cage. Just I, I trust in Stefanski and Barry. I'm sure they'll get this right. I was surprised by that comment. I that was have a, a little take of, on that comment. I that was a little little frustration from Mr. Mayfield. And I would keep him happy. I know. I've, I've seen it before out of him. I think he's annoyed by the media bugging him about it all the time. That might be why he said that. Well, that he played where I'm leaning at least like, all right, that's enough. Like, like I'm not involved with this. I'm, I'm focused on the season. That stuff will get taken care of. I, I oh, no, don't by the way, know it will. that I feel like it's, I, I think the annoyance is just by, and, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not even stepping on media for asking. They have that. We we all you have, have to that. Ask you have to ask you have that to question. question. I just think he's annoyed by it being asked. I'll I think just. He, I think, he doesn't I think everything is still fine. I think Barry will figure this out because he's very good at this. I have every confidence in the world. Yeah. I just think now you are getting to the point of this is such a great grooving season, from what I can tell. And there's some questions which I'm going to get into. I finally have some concerns. I'm hearing and seeing some things now that I'm like, okay, we got to actually talk about X and what does this mean going forward for the season? That's not all positive, but that's finally questionable. But this to me is one outlier. I'm actually not aligned all the way to groceries. I I get what you're saying and you're right. I just don't want this to get too cute. I would like this to be buttoned up before the season's done. We hate cute. We talk about this. We don't like being cute. Yeah, Yeah. And I don't think it will. Like I said, I, I'm, I guess what I'm predicting is I think everything will be okay. Right. I just thought for the first time some grayness has entered the room. Um, That's all I'll say. I think that the just the fact that they're even possibly discussing this Denzel Ward contract right now to me seems kind of weird because this is a guy I don't know that you give him a contract right now. Wonderful Pro Bowl player when he's healthy, when but he's is healthy. he going to be healthy? And that's the issue. And we've got new faces in that secondary that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're seeing something during camp that I, I just don't know. Now, if it's now if it's team-friendly, if it's as team-friendly, it, it, I mean, it's got to be even more team-friendly than than the Nick Chubb uh, uh, signing, I believe, at least in this case right now. Um, but we'll see if that happens. Uh, Javius has a comment on Facebook. This is the time to make the signing. They need to get in front of the avalanche because the price goes up with each signing. And Javius, he's got to be talking about Baker. And this is what I said, too. I said, this is another reason why I don't know that Baker's aggravated. I, it might, Baker's, Baker, his camp, his side might not want the, 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 the contract to go through right now. They might want, they might be, Baker might be betting on Baker here. Oh, he and will. Baker, and but my point is, Baker will make a hell of a lot more money if he's the, a, if he's the quarterback of the AFC champion Cleveland Browns then he will get in a contract right now. I mean, that could be argued, right? I just, all fair. I think everything will be fine. Yeah. I just am surprised because for the first time I saw on Sunday, and you might be right. And, and by the way, I think some of it might be just talking too much, but it's a topic now. Whether we like it or not, it's a topic. You said you have to ask Jose Ramirez to run home run. 
or Monday. So people listening to the podcast, the Indians are definitely going to win Missing this game. all of it right and, now. And by the, way, by the way, congratulations. My favorite rivalry, the Ohio Cup, will be sipped out of our mouths. So we'll tie the series, and the Ohio Cup will be staying in Cleveland. A big, a big championship trophy for this man. All that to be said, going back to Baker, I just think you don't want this to linger too much more. I think everything's – again, everything's fine. I think he'll be in Cleveland. I think it's a great fit. I think everything will be okay. I just don't want this to leak over or spill over. I'll leave it there. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I just have been surprised by how much speed and momentum has picked up into – speed, not speed, momentum into, well, how's this going to work out? And, and when I heard his comment, and Jared might be right, you can read into it. It's like I'm tired of talking about it. But that's part of the reason why I think they shouldn't button it up. Is the reporter, I would ask the same thing. Well, what do you think? What are you hearing? What's going on? I mean, you, you're, you're curious, especially what's going on Josh Allen. And frankly, I think Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback. Josh oh, Allen. listen, I, we have got to talk about this. That Now, what is it? What Was, was it like 150 guaranteed and 258 uh, hey. uh, overall, right? Is that, the, is that, that was the contract, Yeah, right? and by the way, if, if I'm the Bills, I get it. It's weird because we all have different perspectives. Oh, I, I get it. But, but but for my taste, for my guy, my guy's Baker, and Baker belongs here, and Baker will be here. I will I will have that argument all day long. That I mean, you saw it at the end. I mean, at the end of the playoff game, the, the Bills when they, I mean, he he lacked a lot of composure at the end of all that. So I, I I don't know. I don't I I it just seems it seems like a it seems big. It seems bigger than I expected. Uh, with that move with now, now that bodes well though that bodes well for the baker mayfields and the lamar jacksons of the world depending on well lamar, the, and, on, and, 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 well right well that's not our problem either but um and again <laughs> nope. maybe, maybe that's not a problem maybe maybe they win a super bowl lamar i don't know very possible the guy can play well no. but i think this is the i think it will happen i won't linger on too much more i just think it's something to now i i didn't feel like we had to watch it until after last night Right. When I read the comment, I'm like, well, now we got to kind of watch to see how this plays out. I'll leave it there. I don't have much more to add. So I don't think there is much more to add. It continues on. Jeremy Fowler thinks the Denzel Ward contract's being discussed. Maybe that gets hammered out. I do. I'm Jared and I are aligned on Denzel Ward. I like Denzel Ward. I think he can play. I think he gets shit on way too much. Yeah. I would be more in the camp of I would rather see him play this year and then reevaluate. I would not want to do the reverse. Well, that's I, why. I, that's why I think the only the only reason that this is picking up steam is if it's a contract that is as team friendly as as it can possibly be. Because I just do not think that they are going to roll out the red carpet and and just hand out the dollar bills to Denzel Ward in this contract. I you just I just don't. That what I I I know Denzel Ward is a quality is a is a quality guy that you don't want to lose. But I also know that you're not going to lose the season on Denzel Ward. So I just think Denzel Ward, it's fair to everyone's and, and Denzel Ward too. I think it's fair to say, let's play the season play out and then rene- renegotiate from there. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's fair. Jared, are you into Baker plays good one day, plays crappy the next I'm reading everything from the athletic to cleveland.com. Oh my God, guys are dropping passes. Oh my God. One day. <laughs> I'll give my quick take on this. If you watch this show or listen to this show the last two years, you would hear the same report. One day Baker looks great. One day Baker looks bad. This is what Baker Mayfield does and all the time in training camp. My word of advice for Cliff Notes for people who are new to Brown's camp 
and are big Browns fans, don't read too much into play-by-play, day-by-day of Baker Mayfield's play. Mm-hmm. He did this last year. He did this rookie year. He's done this throughout his career. I just would not get too much into Baker plays well one day, doesn't play well. That's my belief. I really don't read too much into it. I'm reading into other things, which we'll get into now. I'm not getting into the day-to-day of Baker Mayfield's play. I don't know if you are, but that's just me. Um, I've actually – this is the one time this is now I will pick on the, the local media a little bit. They get, they get really involved in this. Um, uh, there's a lot of excitement and a lot of, I mean, it just, it, it goes a little, like it goes a little far on the, like pump the brakes here a little bit. It's practice. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. This is where Baker's supposed to look like shit. If he's going to look like shit at times, he does this every forget, year. And let's not forget uh, straight South down in Tampa Bay. There's a there's a certain quarterback who uh, threw a temper tantrum the other day and punted a ball because of the shitty play that was going on in the field uh, involving him and the rest of the team on a certain day. So um, let's uh, let's just, uh, you know, calm down if you I mean, if you need to be calmed down, me personally. And I think most people are like us, Andy. We're into it. Maybe the people think they know what they're talking about, about, oh, it's, it sounds like he's not doing it. Nobody knows right now. I'm, I'm sure that they're fine. I'm sure I'm it's sure they're fine. Sure. Every year, every year in training camp, it's the same story. So I wouldn't really read too much into it in one man's opinion. Yeah, Matt, Matt Brocious. Yeah, go ahead, Andy. Went to the Browns practice yesterday. 16 ounces were five bucks all day. I saw a lot of guys drinking 16 ounces. Wow. Baker threw a sweet touchdown pass at People's Jones. So let's lead it yeah, off to that of last that. name. Glad DPJ. you had a good time, Matt. Okay, Matt, drink one for us. Um, look, read The Athletic, Cleveland.com any dog pound, you know, fan site, whatever you want to read, what, th- th- throw your dart in the wall. Throw, throw I, just told, I just told everyone not to get overly emotional about either, either way, but now I'm going to tell you, the land right, on I am demand. a little excited about DPJ. But, 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 but Baker Mayfield to <laughs> me is different now. That's my point. Baker Mayfield's graduated. Nick Chubb's graduated. Miles Garrett's graduated. Jadavian Clowney's graduated. D- Donovan Peoples Jones is exciting to read. He is by far winning the positivity camp award. Mm-hmm. If you read anything, he has had a up until yesterday. I guess yesterday he had a couple drops, but like he's been playing. He has looked wonderful. People have been really riding him high. Again, any of the publications, any of them, they all talk that highly about him. The other guy who gets talked very highly is a rookie Newsom out of Northwestern. If you read any of the big guys, Grossi, Mary Kay Cabot, Zach from the Athletic, all of them brag about how they like Newsom, how he plays smart, how he looks like he's ahead of Greedy Williams. Those two guys by far stand out more than anything else. And it's a positive trend leader with their first. Donovan Peoples-Jones is pushing for things. Will it happen this year? Not sure. But I'll play to the future cards. I think this is more to that with him. This is why next year you're hearing Will Landry and OBJ both come back or one or the other won't. Because people like Donovan Peoples-Jones are probably ready for that next step. I just want to point that out. That's the reason why these discussions are happening. Because if OBJ were not to come back and Don Peoples-Jones is on track to these things, that's why OBJ maybe not coming back is happening. We Listen. are seeing um, out of, I believe at least, Donovan Peoples-Jones, what was wasted at that team up north. Wasted. Oh, poor. Oh, there's, this there, kid yeah. is getting finally his chance to shine once he's gotten away from that that blue and yellow team up there so they couldn't pass couldn't pass could not could not and so i mean imagine if he was in you know playing for a team that it could pass he wouldn't have been drafted where he was drafted hey i mean 
There, there, there's two other guys upon that level on um, Mr. Watson. One is this kid Felton, the other rookie. He's mm-hmm. also been getting positivity notes around the board. Not as much as the others, but Felton's definitely being discussed and bantered. He's even being discussed as much as punt returns and kickoff returns. We'll get to the special teams in a second. Oh, thank God. That, that, that has a little bit of a political darkness. But now to the other guy, too, who I've been reading, but has been hamstr- ham- it's been hamstrung by hamstring, sadly, is Anthony Schwartz. I think Schwartz plays right into what Jared's saying. I watched a lot of Auburn last year. Kid can play. They couldn't pat. That kid, I, I know he's hyped in Auburn. I get it. Auburn couldn't throw the ball. I think Anthony Schwartz can play. Now, Anthony Schwartz has got to be healthy. He's missing a lot of time right now. Yeah. But I think down the road, that's another guy I think can play. And I know people have been – Felton and Schwartz. I know Schwartz has not been playing as much in training camp, but they've been whispering about what they like, what they're seeing out of those two. So I think what Jared is alluding to is right. Because UCLA didn't play well last year. Though. They stunk. But that doesn't mean the kid can't play. And if they can steal someone like, like Felton, Schwartz and what we're seeing from Don the Peoples Jones is I saw you know Jerry and I watch a lot of college football. That kid, I said to myself, Don Peoples Jones can play. He stands out. He looks tall. Michigan can't throw. Same thing from Schwartz from Auburn. When Schwartz got the ball, he was gone. But they couldn't give him the ball because they couldn't throw. So I think that those are two things. And I think for Felton, I mean, I know the, um, Zach out of the Athletics higher on him the most. A lot of people do think highly of that kid. And they think he's going to make the team on a log jam situation. It's not going to be easy to keep Dernis Johnson, Man Felton, and all these other guys in the running back. It's going to, it's not going to be easy. But they think he's going to make the team. Mm. But but going back to what yeah. we're leading off to, for anybody who's been asleep, DPJ has been so hyped and it has been well deserved. He looks good. Looks good. Um, this is again a relief uh, when we're talking about the fact that we are coming up on a year after this season where there will be questions at wide receiver. And if, 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 if this, if this regime, if this organization can reload with guys like DPJ that are diamonds in the rough, so to speak, I mean, this is, I just, I know we're going to talk about stuff that are, that's concerning, but man, is it nice? Andy, is it, how nice is it to not, be concerned about wide receiver and quarterback. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'll give you, I'll give one more positive before you start going down the other direction. They even though they only make like two plays a game. Uh, right, right. Could you fucking imagine if we didn't have Jadeva and Clowney in camp? <laughs> Jadeva and Clowney look so oh. fucking good. And now and he looks great. I, I heard that no one can handle him on on that. Oh, line. oh folks. And Malik Jackson and Billings. Billings got a great write up this weekend. The defense, it's amazing. That is really tra- – last year was offensive line. This year I think it's finally defensive line. I think we finally have figured out some things. Now, to the other half of these discussions, some things that you do question or make you worried. I hope Tack McKinley's doing okay. I hope he's feeling okay. I hope he's doing okay as a person. He had some trouble with the heat in the first two practices, and now he's taking personal time away. And it's basically being alluded to he's dealing with some stuff whether it's personal with himself or personal with his family, he's taking some personal time off. Number one objective is I hope Tack is feeling better. Now to the reality of the field. That hurts. If you Boy, can you imagine if we had Tack McKinley and no Jadavian and Clowney? This would be a big story. Big story. McKinley is not played. And they are, and, and again, in quotes from Stefanski, we're, we hope to have him back before the season starts. Mm. That's concerning. Anthony Walker, who is listed as the team <clears throat> captain on defense, basically play caller, gets hurt, may not be back to the regular season. 
he should be fine, but you'd like to see that kid play more. And Walker seems to be that leader on defense, the, 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 the leader on defense. Right. I think Greedy Williams beyond the field is a wonderful story. I'm happy. Again, ha- number one, glad, glad Greedy's back on the field. If I'm being truthful from what I'm reading, it doesn't sound like Greedy's playing well. And I don't think he played well two years ago. Yeah. And I, it yeah. is, I am, Jared, I'll ask you, I'm graduated to Newsom Hill Ward. I don't think Greedy's going to be in that mix. I just um, don't. This is not just a case of being attracted to the new and shiny thing. This is legitimately how things seem to be playing out in camp. Yes. Um, and we know that, uh, Man, all we talked about was when is when's Greedy going to be okay? When's he going to come back? When's he going to come back? Because we were in desperate need of some depth, of some depth at that position. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, eh, I mean, I hope he's there, but I, I, I'm glad he's survive. on the field. I, again, I don't want to read too much into it. To look at the Javis's comments, I'm happy he's on the field, Jared. I think the press have been very nice because he's been going through stuff, and I think it's very cool the press to do. If you really read in between the lines, that doesn't sound like Greedy's playing very well. Yeah. Man, I'm being honest. Hey, uh, Jay, maybe I mean, we're wrong. Maybe it changes. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Again. He's out in the field, and that is a big step, and I'm happy for Greedy. I just got to be up front. When you read from any publication, it doesn't sound good when it comes to on-the-field play. JV has heard, we are shoulders deep in talent and wide opposition agreed. That's why it's great going into next year when you have to make some – Real budget cuts about what you're going to do. Why Teller? What are you going to do with JC Treader? Certainly JV, um, Jarvis Landry. And what are you going to do about OBJ? Uh, Mr. Hurd again. Been a long time coming for us to have a top notch defense. Thank God. I, Javius, to your point, I am so excited about this defensive line. It reminds mm-hmm. me what we thought the offensive line was going into next year. Last year, it had kind of continued to play well. I am that excited about this defense line. I really am. I think this defense line um, is ready to go. We've uh, we've had this discussion all. I mean, last season was it, that this would be the year that defense was the focus in the draft, in in the off season. You know, yeah. uh, in 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 acquiring new players, Jadavian Clowney. Oh my god! Like nobody. How many people? Let's go. Let's just say this real quick. I, I got to talk about Clowney right now. How many folks out there were sleeping on the fact that this dude was signing with the Browns and talking about how he's been a disappointment or blah, 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 and hasn't been? It's true. All I'm saying is watch out this year. That's all I'm saying. The guy seems very, very motivated. By the way, by the way, really good. Have we even talked about, we talked about Miles at all? (laughs) That's what's so great about this season. Like, like if we were in a normal season, the talk would be about Greg Newsome. But because of how talented the Browns are, he's in the back pages. Be- now, Clowney's been on the front pages, and he definitely echoes and concerns it. But that's why Tack McKinley, it's good because they this team can handle it because of depth and because of the talent of coaching around him. Tack McKinley now can actually focus on what's the most important, how he's doing as a person and right. what's going on with his health. Right. In a normal year, if this was just – and by the way, if they didn't have Clowney, Jared and I, it would probably be one of the lead stories at the Baker's contract. What are they going to do about Tag McKinley not being here? What is Porter Gussing? I mean, that's a big, can you imagine? It's a big discussion. Clowney's Clowney being here, it, it, yes, it's talent wise. It's now he has to play wise because it is a big deal, especially McKinley being out for it sounds like until the season starts. So those are the things. Here's here's a couple other. I have so many things, but here's a more. Here's a couple more. Jok. 
continues to impress, even though he came in late. That's something I keep reading about. I think that's great. And he and and we're I, I haven't I didn't double check on any of this. We're, we're assuming that he was like a breakthrough infection, right? He came back pretty quickly and, and seemed, seemed they healthy didn't, on that they, COVID. They didn't allude to it. He did come back within a week. Yeah. Um. All this stuff's mysterious. So um. And I'm not saying mysterious in a bad way. It's just mysterious in that like you're not gonna get any straight information. Well, but it's just I'll, nice. It's just nice that you can tell he came back differently than say Miles Garrett came back. Uh, oh, you know, Denzel it, Ward. Yeah, or Denzel. Exactly. Exactly. No, 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 he seems ready to play, which is good. Okay, a couple more concerns that now on the flip side of the ball. Yeah. Not worried about running back. Not worried about wide receiver. Not worried about the quarterback, even with the contract. Tight end. Now. Hooper is a good veteran tight end who slips and falls a lot, as a lot of people allude to, including us, and um, but makes nice plays and, and gets the job done. Not not gonna take that away. Right. He has not had the cleanest of camp. He's had a couple of days, including yesterday, where he's dropped a lot of passes. Bryant and Nujoku. Uh, Bryant had a good day yesterday. Nujoku continues to have a good camp. I will say, out of everything else, and then we'll get to that fun special teams. But I will say real quickly, Jared, I do think tight in now is something to watch on offense that's I would actually say keep your eye on as the season continues. I I'm I'm kind of curious to see if Hooper lasts throughout the whole year. Well as starting tight end. That's I mean that's kind of a a startling way to look at it. Um don't you think? But, but very yeah. Yeah and and, and 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 you can also go to the other side of it wouldn't be as concerning if we had the confidence in Njoku, that there would be consistency. Um, is it possible that Njoku can still become that tight end that we all hoped that he would? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I gotta be fair. The guy, the guy played though? well last year. What's that? A guy played well. I didn't mean to cut you off. The guy played really well last year in second. Yeah, half, so I yeah. want to be fair. There, and there was, but that's the thing is there was a lot of pickup. There was improvement, and I think it was a steady climb. I think that. Um. I would love nothing more than than Njoku to, to to show out to ball out. That's that that's that's the guy that I've had that I've had the most. Uh, you know, I, I I I had a lot of confidence in him uh, when he came in to begin with with this team. Uh, felt kind of let down a little bit, but I'm now in a place where you know he went through those phases of people reading into his social media, wondering if he even wanted to be here, this and that, yada yada. He's 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 a different guy. He is a different guy. Well, we there's can, no. No, no, no question. I guess my point is Peoples Jones is pushing Hollywood Higgins and Landry and OBJ, but those guys are all playing well and they're all pushing each other to become better. Right. If I'm reading the tea leaves, it sounds like Njoku and Bryant might be pushing Hooper, but also Hooper's not playing great. Mm. It's not looking clean. Mm. And I think that's something to keep your eye on. I didn't think that to begin training camp. Jared, I'm starting to wonder. Yeah. Not to begin the season. I think as the season continues. If I if I had to mark one position, I think that's the one I'm going to circle. I think that's the one. I think that we haven't talked about that enough. Yeah. I do think that's something to start watching. Anyways, read into what you want to. Yesterday was not a good day for him. It's only one day. We all get that. If you really read the everyday press clippings, Hooper has not had the most star 
gazing training camp. And he and he in last year he was he was fine. He was fun to find in the back of the end zone over the middle every once in a while. Again, he's fine. I mean, hey, look, look, if we were talking mid mid to late 80s, early 90s, there were several hoopers in the league. One of them being Mark Bavaro really comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Brent Jones is another guy that comes to mind. These are guys who could really play. They're not yak. They're not guys, but boy, they can. And Hooper's in that that world. He really is. Today's NFL, though, we're in the Antonio Gates – we're in that world of Gronk, Kelsey, and Hooper is more in the Bravaro, Brent Jones days. And that, and that, this is being honest. And, and unfortunately for Hooper, he is struggling in a camp. If I'm being fair and what you read online, and it's just something to watch, I'll leave it there. Yeah. People can take it for whatever it's worth. Um, Higgins had a good day yesterday. I'll, I'll, I'll transition quickly. OBJ continues to do his thing where he trains one day, doesn't play. I think he's on track. You can tell. I think everything's fine there. Right. Um, Landry looked good yesterday. That's good to hear. Um, offensive line is offensive line. I really wouldn't read too much into that. I think this what's going on defensive line is going to make this offensive line even better this year. The one great job by Cleveland.com. I got one little stat that means nothing in training camp, but it's something you and I talked about a lot last year. The offensive line still ranked in their top five. There's one stat where the offensive line for the Browns is not in the top five. It's not even in the top ten. In fact, it's in the bottom five of the league. What is that stat? Two yards and rushing and end downs. When it's third and two, fourth and one, third and two, third and one, the Browns were top last five in getting those two tough yards. Mm-hmm. That is something we talked about last year. It makes me nervous. When I read that, I was like, you know what? God, we talked about that on that po- on our podcast time and time again. It'll be interesting. That's how you get to the elite because the Browns are not in the top three. They're not five. Well, right? that, I think that's also – I mean, we can also trans – I wonder if you can you can kind of mash that with the um, – you know, there's another stat that shows how aggressive uh, teams are through the league on fourth down and converting. And, and then the Browns are a lot more aggressive – in their play calling uh, from last season, because they probably again they weren't getting those those one two yards. But they, they weren't. Yeah. So they were throwing downfield and and going for more yards than what were required, um, and, and and converting. Um, you know there was a, they were they were a nice mix in the upper you know 60, 70, 80 percent of, <laughs> of 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 aggressiveness. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, regarding regarding how they were they were going about their their uh, their later downs. But they also, when they did try to run, they weren't getting their yards. Which is on, frustrating. Which is frustrating. I just want to point that out. I thought it was a great – there was a great article done on Cleveland.com. I thought it really did a great job of breaking down the offensive line in very fair, not brown-orange glasses. Right. And that's the one stat. This offensive line is great. We all love this offensive line. I thought it was a wonderful article. I'd go check it out. It really did a nice job. of. Here's where we're really as an offensive line. Now – to my well, let's do one more. Grant Delpit is the other guy who's been brought up a lot. If you listen to talk, read read <clears> these <throat> publications. Grant Delpit's name is getting passed around a lot, and for good reason. We want to see the kid play. Right. He has a new injury; he's a hamstring injury. Did not play off last year because of Achilles injury. Jared, I'm actually moving into the category of I'm not expecting much from Grant Delpit this year. Ronnie Harrison's also hurt right now. Now he should right. be ready for the season, but he's not playing right now. I think that's fine. I think Ronnie Harrison's ready to go, so I'm not worried about that. 
My point being is, we were talking the show. Oh, it'd be great. You have depth. I don't know if I'm relying much on Grant Delpin now. No, um, I mean, and you don't have to right now. You don't have to right now. It's right now. I mean, so this is a, I mean, back half, half of the season issue. Maybe. I just bring it up because he didn't play all last year. And he's only practiced like one day so far. Right. Right. I mean, that's a lot of time missed. I just think I have now put on my realistic Randy hat on with this, where it's like, well, Grant Delpa plays a little bit in the middle to end of the year. That'd be great. Grant Delpa getting out there a lot from day one, if he has to, is not a good sign because he's 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 not played a lot. It it, it stinks. The kid has real talent, but boy, he can't get out there. Yeah. Well, um, can't force it. Got to let him get healthy. That's it. Joshua seven three seven zero one on YouTube. Baker is annoyed by the media. They veep, as I will allude to with Jared Watson. He agrees with you, Joshua. I'm more in a camp. I think it's. I think there's some truth to his teeth. I think there's some truth to that comment of him being a little frustrated. Again, I think it's for the first time. It's now in the air. I think everything will be okay. I'm just saying it's in the air. That's all. There's a whiff. It's a whiff of frustration. Hey, some of these guys became fathers too. Uh, let's bring that up real Ooh, quick. Congratulations, Mac, Mac Wilson, Wilson, who also had an interception the other day at practice. I'm glad you brought his name up. I would have totally forgot about him. Congratulations, Mac Wilson. Yep. He has had a great camp. Yep. And people are raving about him. People are also raving about Jacob Phillips. More so about Mac Wilson. I bet you Mac Wilson plays great this year. Mac Wilson is another one of those guys that you just root for because of how much you know he wants it, how much he loves the team, how dedicated he is, um, how 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 he gravitates towards those natural leaders on the defensive side of the ball to to learn and to work out. And to, I mean, Mac is a, Mac is a gets us guy. I want nothing but success for that kid. Um, I think it's time. Yes. Javius, queue up it in iTunes. I thought his explanation of what happened with him last year mentally said a lot about where he was on the field. Well, he was in, I, he was injured for uh, a lot of what wasn't that part of the the issue? Uh, injured 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 and he actually contemplated retirement because he was so frustrated by what was going on with his injuries. And I thought that explained Mac Wilson's play last year because he played a kid that was very hesitant. And he played like a kid that regressed. It's a long ways to go. It's only two weeks of training camp, but that guy's playing very different from what he did the year before. Joshua, again, on YouTube. Baker's annoyed by the media. Last week, they went after his wife on questions about his contract. I did not hear about that, Joshua, so I apologize. She answered gracefully as a husband. That would get to me a bit also, Joshua. Um, Again, that's fair to say. I think Baker is annoyed by the media. I, this would be the first time – I don't know what happened with the wife, so I can't comment on that. I don't know anything what you're referencing there, so I can't – if he gets, if he gives a comment back, well, I, I didn't hear that, Jared, did you? I don't know what happened with I this. didn't hear it, and I, I could also say this too. I know that it might be a little annoyed, but she's she worked for – she. I don't know if she's still doing it. She had a segment with one of the local stations up there too. She understands sure. how this works. She does. Sure. She understands. She understands how it works. Joshua, um, I got I to be I, honest. I get it, again, with the annoyance. I get it. I get it. I, I'll say this though. If I were in front of – I think some of these questions are sometimes like, yeah, you're just kind of picking and poking. The Josh Allen comment about the contract thing is very fair to ask. 
I do. It is fair to ask. I mean, these questions are questions that I wonder about. How do you? I mean, I I want to know. I want to know what's going on with the contract. I think now it's fair to ask. I don't. It reminds me of LeBron. We're rumoring about when he's leaving. Now that's a very different, a very broad stroke comment. But what I'm saying is, I thought that was fair to ask LeBron. How's the contract negotiations going? Once Josh Allen signed, I want to ask about Baker's contract too. Gotta be honest. Yeah, because what's the first thing you're gonna? The first thing I thought when I saw Josh Allen sign was Baker. Baker. Yeah. What does this mean? So that's my point, Joshua. I think this is actually fair. I know at times it's been a little hand wringing. Is this too much negativity? I don't think this at all. Um, I think this is very, very appropriate. And at the same time, I get why Baker's annoyed. Get it? It's that's fair. It could be both. <laughs> I mean, can, that's, the beauty of, uh, that's that's the beauty of coming to a nuanced conclusion, my friends. Yes. So <laughs> now to the team of also concern. That is our unspecial teams, as people have referenced. That's not my word. Wish I could take credit for something like that. McLaughlin's kicking well. Parky's doing okay. There's no sense or rhyme or reason to who's receiving kicks. I will just state this: if everybody goes, what is the one area? This is it. I think this is all a fog. I have not been happy with special teams in three years of doing this podcast. In 2021, everything, even the Hooper thing will figure itself out. Everything else, contract's fine. This is the one area of concern I really do have going this season. Parky, fine, all training camp, fine, fine, fine. We don't know who's punt returning kicks for the Browns. Oh, why? Why? Jared, why, why every year is this such a? Be- because we can't. Because because Eric Medcalf ain't coming back. <laughs> oh, why can't he come back? Where's Phil Dawson? Where's oh, where's my Phil. where's where's my Scottish Hammer? Oh, he's playing great. And I'm not reading anything like that. Uh, what? Well, I don't know. Do we? I haven't. No news is good news out of my punter. I'm not. Well, really. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm saying. I'm ready for some man. That guy looked great returning kicks today. Wow, I was really excited to see. Oh, re- returning kicks! If we're gonna go yeah. on the return side of the ball and just and just stick to that right now, Andy, I don't have a fucking clue what they're gonna do. I'm just gonna say this is a team I think is going far places. For a team that's going far places, I think the special teams is concerning. I also it's a say this, with the way that uh, Donovan Peoples Jones is playing. Uh, do you want him returning kicks? If he improves from last year, I didn't think he was that great. And Dearness Johnson doing diving center field catches to catch the ball. Look, this team's got a lot of going for it. I think special teams has been very much kicked aside. I would not mind seeing more written about special teams going forward in training camp. I have no idea what's going on. Any Jacksonville, I don't care about anything else in this game. I don't care. They could fumble the ball five times. They could do crazy shit. How do special teams go? I will be curious about. I have no vibe about special teams. None. Well, I mean, if we're doing this like we like we've been, we did offense two years ago. We got defense this season. That means you know, in the draft in the off season, we're we're doing special teams this year after the season. I just how's that sound? <laughs> Jared Watson's 47 yard kick to win the game. Cody Parkey, how you feeling? Exactly. Coin, fl- coin flip. Exactly. 
I'm just going to say it again. Well, I don't know. I mean, if the Chase McLaughlin kid is, is, oh, is, is banging him through, then we're good, right? Oh, God. Right? I can't fucking believe on this team with so much going on positivity. I had to hit my head on the microphone. I'm telling you, special teams has some work to do in training camp. Yeah, we know that. Whether it's kicking, whether it's receiving, yeah. it's all a mystery. I know. Well. I don't feel good about anything that's going on. Well, don't watch that part. <laughs> I want to. I, I'm here to win. I'm here to beat Kansas City and fucking Kansas Pretend City. It, go to the commercial break. I mean, early. Are we really going to sit there in Kansas City game and go, just catch the ball? Are we going to do that again this year? Just catch it, fair catch. Just, just fair catch the ball. I mean, Andy, if you've got this amazingly efficient oh, and well oiled machine offense, sure, just catch it. We're good. 40 yards and then 41. Too far for Parky. Too far. Inside. No, McLaughlin. Oh, God. He's got it. Oh, boy. Come on. This will be talked about on future Mondays. If anybody wants to know, what is Andy going to be? I'm going to be talking about what is going on on our special teams. That is a problem. So those are the small concerns we have with the team. Are they still going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Everything right? is. Everything At the is end fun. of the day, they're still going to win the Super Bowl. Everything's fine. Mark it. Everything is fine. Stamp it. The Browns are. Look, this has been an exciting season. The anticipation we've been waiting for has been great. I, for the first time, which was good, I finally came down. I was like, okay. Here's some things we really do have going on. There's some very good things also developing out of camp. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I knew he was going to play well. I wasn't expecting this much. The Felton thing has been exciting to read. Newsom's having a good camp for rookie. Those are all good things. There's also these, how's Hooper? What's going on with Delpa? McKinley, hopefully he's okay. And special dreams. But, but, but Jared, I guess what I'm saying is I'm finally back down off of cloud nine. I'm on cloud four. Where it's like, I'm excited. I still have confidence, but now I'm starting to see the nature of how this is. There's some things that, okay. We're always going to have places that we need to improve. Always, always need to improve. Um, I got one more random one. Okay. How exciting is it to read every day about new problems with the Pittsburgh Steelers? How great is it that Washington's unhappy? <laughs> Watt doesn't want to play until he gets a new contract. I think it's great, by the way. You know what the greatest thing is, too? Seeing the Hall of Fame speeches and be like, oh, we don't have to go up against Paul Mall anymore. Oh, we don't have to go up against Bill Cowher anymore. Um, Cowher's nice. I think I think what nice. I like most about it is my favorite part about this is Steelers fans still don't get it. And it's gonna hit them like a freight train. I think they this... think they think I had somebody do it in it. I somebody did exactly what I said they were doing. I was like. I'm, I mentioned to somebody that, that Steelers fans are delusional. They still think they're going to win the AFC North this year. I was talking to somebody. And somebody came in and said, oh, well, if you think that lose, if you think that, that how they look in the, at the, at, what at the, uh, uh, what's that damn game, the Hall of Fame game, blah, blah, blah. And they, they could still embed this. I was like, exactly. And thank you for hey. proving my point. Hey, and hey. thank you for proving my point. You hey. are delusional. You know why I know you're delusional? Because I spent 20 years watching shit football. I know what shit football is. I know when shit football's coming, and I know when it's going to get thrown right in your face. And by the way, enjoy this year. Next year is going to be far worse. Far, 
shit on the way in Pittsburgh. Enjoy it. It it is going to be a spin job of a bad year in 2022. I'm not naive. I could see the Steelers run off some things. Not big time. They could run off a few ones, sure. Absolutely. 2022 is going to be an eruption of awful. Andy, let's be real about this year. Awful. Let's be real about this. Enjoy. Remember that. Remember how many hey, hey, Browns fans. Hey, everybody. You remember, you remember the years of by week 12, 13, 14, we're on our third string quarterback. That's in play this season in Pittsburgh. That is in play. If I were Have the fun. Steelers, I would enjoy this year. And they may not, I don't know if they're going to be that good because what I see. What I what I think is, Ravens are still very good and dangerous with Lamar Jackson, and I think Joe Burrow is a starter in the making. The Steelers, I have never laughed so hard every day. I'm like, oh, there's another new problem. They are having issues left so and true. right. Oh, Washington, ready to be traded. Watts not. Oh, folks, this is a train wreck. Oh yeah. Oh oh oh. oh. So. I just had to bring it up real quick. I also think it's very entertaining that Urban Meyer gets uh, fined only, what, month into camp? I thought it was very, very well said by uh, uh, Paul Feinbaum. Uh, Urban Meyer loves to break the rules. He's right. He's breaking rules. Is anybody excited? Is Jacksonville Jaguar fan to see Tim Tebow going out for a tight end? <laughs> Oof. Mm, mm, I'm so I just don't even want to talk about that whole situation. By the way, I I don't I don't understand. I just don't I don't I don't I don't. Jacksonville Browns this Saturday. We'll do more after that game, uh, but everything is still smooth sailing. Excitement, good to see the full crowd, and, and there you go. I have no more in the Browns. I'm ready to transition to the Indians. Do you have anything left on the Brownies? Again, Saturday is our first game preseason against Jacksonville. Yeah, we're going to be watching that at my dad's house, even though he don't like watching football anymore. He's one of those guys. Doesn't watch the football, doesn't watch any of the sports anymore. He's He's been sticking with it for a good four years now, it seems, and uh, my brother and I are going to put the game on anyway. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Yeah. Transition quickly, then we'll go to other things. Javius, I hate to cut in. I've been trying to tell everybody with ears for more than a year that Jalen Green is the real deal, and the Cavs should have done anything in the draft to draft him. You know, we'll transition to that, then we'll get to the tribe. Cleveland Cavaliers. Mr. Javius Hurt, I like you. You great energy. Love, love. You have very good knowledge. You're a good fan. I think you're wrong. I actually like Kevin Mobley a lot. I think Kevin Mobley fits very, very well with the Cavs. I think Jalen Green could be a good player. There's nothing wrong with Jalen Green. He might have a great career in Houston. And by the way, there's nothing you can do as a, as a Cleveland Cavalier. He was drafted two. So all you could do is draft what's left on the board. Everything I've been reading when it comes to, I read a story in The Ringer, reading to other things. For people who are inside basketball, if they said, Kate Cunningham aside, Kate Cunningham is by far number one. More people had Mobley too ahead of Green. Okay, now we'll see what happens, right? And by the way, you can debate it's a shooter's league, it's a scoring league, and Green's got more effect because of that. I do trust the people who keep writing this and saying this is such a great fit and he's going to be such a great Cav and he's an all-around player. He does play defense. He plays the big man's game in 2021, he, meaning he can shoot, he can be mobile. He is not a back-to-the-basket, have to do a skyhook or make moves. He can do everything. Javius, I hear you. 
but he wasn't on the board. And I am I I have to say I'm very, very excited about the Mobier. Um, as am I. But do I expect a ton this season? I do no. not, right? Oh, no, no. I don't think any Cavs fan needs to. But what I will say is this. This is kind of like watching some of these guys develop with the Indians right now. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing out of this kid. And I, I, and I will watch. Hey, we'll watch. I have I have some I have reason and purpose to watch now. As long as they don't keep trying to throw Kevin Love out there on the floor and have that's well, which by the way, which by the way, real quick, that whole situation has completely changed as it should have and it is Kevin Love is is basically being told, right? If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh, or at least the, the way forward with the Cavs is uh Kevin's place on the team if he's still there, uh, he's Sorry, he's 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 back burner. He's back burner. There was okay. Let's okay. So that's Mobley. Let's get to Love, and now we get to Allen. Yeah. And Hardenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Winhurst came out about two or three weeks ago on KNR, and I thought really laid an honest opinion about Love. <clears throat> he did not play in the Olympics because he didn't look good and couldn't play well enough to even sniff the competition. I thought Jerry Colangelo, who had every right to give a political answer, saying, hey, we're happy for Kevin. Hey, thank you for coming out. He actually basically laid out saying Kevin stunk. Kevin looks old, and Kevin can't play this kind of game anymore. Yeah, It is very, very evident to anybody who's watched the Cavs, much as I have last year, and Jared's watched some of it too, love has passed his prime. He should be remembered for the wonderful years of bringing a championship to Cleveland. There's nothing wrong at this point to buying him out. Folks, he is not going to get traded because he's not worth anything. There's no trade value in Kevin Love. And that there's is no, where it is. There's there's nothing there. There's and nothing. and and I will be go even further to, you know, to evidence evidence of that is all you have to do. And I I and I say this in the best it, it, good for him. He is he's already decided last season he was transitioning. He you could tell if you just followed his social media feed. He is all about his dog. He is all about his fiance, and he is and all Portland, about his Oregon. wine. In Portland, Oregon. Yep, and that is where he he is mentally in a probably a pretty good spot for himself that does not involve basketball. Just doesn't. I don't know whether he's being as honest with himself as he needs to be. It seems like he's on that path, considering. How things went down with the Olympics, though, that's where it makes me wonder, is he trying to force something that he knows is over with and just isn't just saying, OK, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Javius, uh, love is dead weight. Yeah, I like Javius's next comment. Don't forget modeling. Yes, he, he is. Um, the buyout, the buyout term. He's is a handsome make, guy. He's a handsome man. Um, mark my words, buddy. There's something missing in Mobley's game and Cad's game in Detroit <laughs> was wrong as well. Well, Javius, we're saving that comment. J- Javius, I'm just telling we're you, saving. I watched Mobley play last year. I, I, I politely disagree. I'm not saying Jalen Green's going to stink. That's not my point here. My point is I think Mobley's going to be – I think he's going to be good. I'm sorry, I do. I think Kate Cunningham is a star. I thought Oklahoma State, when watching him play, made he made the players around him better. And Cade Cunningham really stuck out when watching Oklahoma State play. He just stuck out. He looked he looked confident. He looked like a leader. He looked very comfortable in his own skin. Mobley, to me, I know Javius has a comment that some of the other scouts had. Does he have that killer instinct? And maybe that's where 
um, Javis is going with those comments. I think Mobley is ready for that next step. I think Mobley is a confident and going to be a good player. I also like this from what I'm reading about the summer league stuff. I don't, it's kind of like training camp. I don't get in that stuff as much, but here's the one thing I do read. Okuro and Mobley are hanging out. Okuro is played very well at the end of the year with a crappy end of the year. He did play well. I like the Okuro, Mobley, Allen, Sexton, Garland lineup. That's a, that's not bad. It's actually pretty good with some potential. With it's some not potential, bad. but I will say this. Are we looking at a lottery pick again at the end of the season? Way too early predictions. Way too early predictions. I think the Cavs actually make the playoffs as like a 9 or 10 seed. I do. I do. I think they make the playoff game. I think the Cavs actually have parts now. Now, they have to stay healthy. The Cavs can. It's like a disease last year. But there were I think, I think I think it was less of a disease and more people just didn't even want to be there a lot of times. All Jared, all and by the way, for a team that didn't play a lot the year before because of COVID. So I think there's a lot of rust on that team. Yeah. I just think the Cavs have things in place where they could make the plus is a bottom feeder seed. Not not in the top six. Like seven, eight, nine, ten. Something to build on thing. though, something to give confidence to the young kids. To it, it, it really it would be a hell of a thing to watch if they were able to um i don't my yeah I, I just think there's a lot more i see jared kind of alluded to it and i'm not i don't want to speak for jared he wants to watch next year because of mobile because of these other things growing and it actually is good to hear because last year even with the players we brought in a curl by the way i think a curl is a good player but he's not a mobley he's not a superstar but i think he's growing into something i really do i like a curl a lot but there's excitement about the caps i would Advice two more things. I thought the Allen contract was very fair. I thought fans were way too harsh about the money in years. If you watch the NBA <laughs> contracts being signed, Allen's worth it. I thought the athletic hit it right out of the park. That's a good signing. Well, I mean, I, I just think the kid plays well, it plays hard, fits well in the city. I really hope they can bring back Hartenstein. I like the way he played last year. There's a position here for this team. This team still needs size with Hartenstein. If you have Hartenstein, Allen, Mobley, I'm not as afraid about the shortness of the calves I felt in the past. I'll just leave it there. No, it, it it's it's absolutely going to be a different look than it was last season. Oh, last it, season it felt like it was a struggle to find identity, to find the right guy to bring the ball up. Well, Garland needs to be the point. This is for another day, right? But this is- Garland's your point guard, Sexton's your shooting guard. Garland's your point guard. Sexton's your shooting guard. I will say that again and again and again and again. Sexton can't bring the ball up. Something else doesn't doesn't work well. Something else that I think needs to be hammered out before um, all is said and done um, is the, are we done? I I haven't paid attention, Andy. Are we done with all the, all the trade Sexton stuff or is that still on the table? I think that's on the table, but here's what I would say about the Sexton. I think the Sexton story is overplayed and he's coming back. Here's a storyline I would watch. If you want a real storyline, is Dylan Windler going to be able to play a full year? And can Dylan Windler really provide a first pick? He was a first-round pick. First-round pick talent. It's a Everybody focuses on Sexton is fine. We know what Sexton is. I want to know what D- Dylan Windler is. Yeah. It's a big year for that kid. He needs to play. And he did not look good last year when he played, in my opinion. I, I thought he did not. He looked like a. he can shoot, but my gosh – Everything else, defensive liability. He's not as big as the other guys. It, 
I, I know there's a lot of people high on Dylan Windler. I, I bite my I hold my breath. I don't know. Well, first round pick. He's a first round pick. I've hit my limit with uh, Cavs talk. Oh no, no more. We're good. We did enough. All right, enough. one more, one more comment from Mr. Hurd, then we'll move on. Until they trade Sexton and oh, trade Sexton by out love, we will continue to run in place. Well, Javius, I will bring some sunshine onto this. I think Sexton should come back. He's got to understand his role, and I like Rubio. I don't love it, but Rubio's a good backup point guard. As for love, we all agree. Yeah, I uh nothing else to say. I'm indifferent on Sexton right now, and I absolutely am just need to bring him back. Needs to have one more year. Let's let's bring him back and see what happens one more year. Um, okay, I'll move on to the last topic that is the Indians. We'll get to Ohio State soon. I need to do a lot more reading. I have not really read into the college football yet. I need to get my Phil Steele magazine, start studying at night. I can't really comment on much. It's, I'm usually I'm usually ahead on it. I'm very hard behind in college football. Boy, young quarterbacks at Ohio State. Young, young quarterback. By the way, your transition. I mean, Alabama new quarterback. Florida new quarterback. Uh, everyone. I mean, Clemson new quarterback. Yeah. So everyone. We're going to get a, we're going to get some of this stuff rolling uh, in the coming weeks. We'll be ready to. Well, probably okay. next week. I get asked about on Instagram. I'm like, God, I can't comment. I have not. I've got to catch up on the other things first. But Cleveland Indians. Indians. Um, I, I mean, they're not making the playoffs, right? Right. Okay. So, <laughs> we do want to have that one out. Um, here's the things to watch for, in my opinion, if you're an Indians fan. Um, what is, is Bieber going to pitch this year? I do think that's important. Um, Bieber came out and spoke. You can tell he's itching to play. Um, he has had he's had setbacks in this return. I think it's going to be interesting to see if he pitches this year. If I were the Indians, I'd be very hesitant on pitching. The other big storyline is this new outfield. I like Miles Straw a lot. Um, the kid we got from the Astros, he's very, very good. Yep. Um, Zimmer's had a very nice second half. Um, Zimmer big, has, and he looks confident. Yeah, he had a big home run yesterday. Um, Zimmer's, Zimmer's playing well. I like Harold Ramirez a lot. Yeah. And remember Oscar Mercado? Playing nicely. playing nicely, playing well. Like the outfield's kind of settled down. I think the bigger pieces is what's going to happen with Clement and Owen Miller. What are you going to do with these other guys like Arias well, who are behind him and Jimenez and, and Rosario? Those are big stories. I like Owen Miller. I think he's going to come around, right? I think I, I just I don't know. I've got confidence in Owen Miller right now. That can change. That can change. I think those are the bigger storylines to watch. Um, Funny enough, if you, by the way, Emmanuel Classe should be running for Rookie of the Year. I hope he gets some votes. I don't know if he's going to win it, but I think Emmanuel Classe should really get some consideration of votes. Yeah. Um, the bullpen's fine. I know people like to pick on the bullpen. That's so ridiculous in the year where they end up starting pitching. And that's where I'll end this topic before we get to Francona. I think starting pitching, though, is something. If the Indians really want to compete next year, they're going to have to bring in a starting pitcher. Um, I like Eli Morgan. I've been very – boy, Cal Crontrell. He can play on my team any day. I love his competitiveness. Yeah. I like his spunk. I'm very, very into it. Tristan McKenzie has grown as he he's had some he's had some hurdles, but I think he's grown. He's done a nice job. But Jared, he's if you're talking long term that I like a lot. Yep, yep. But if we're talking big time stuff next year, like hey, buckle up, kind of stuff. It is going to be they're going to need to bring in a veteran starting pitcher. I'm sorry, and that's not going to be cheap. They have to bring in a veteran starting pitcher. And um, one more for Francona. I know he's coming back from injury. I I've been disappointed in Pleasac. 
even with him coming back to injury, I, I think he is really – he's been disappointing. And I think it's fair to say that. He injured himself because he had a tinter tantrum and got himself injured. Whatever the story is, that's what happened here. And Plesak yesterday was another just yawn, bad for giving up five-round performance. Couldn't could barely get through five innings. Um, Plesak is cut from the same cloth as two guys that we got out of town. One of whom is in a whole heap and shit pile of trouble at the moment. How's that Fairmill Reyes Bauer trade looking now? Perfect. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is awful. If you have not seen the Bauer stories, I wouldn't even want to go. I mean, it's just not good. Not good. Not good at all. Oh. If you talk to anybody off the record than the Indians, none of this is surprising about Bauer. None of it. Exactly. And uh, we could also, I had another one, uh, another sad one that's, that's uh, again, this is, this is from somebody that is a beloved former Cleveland Indian, but more uh, trouble for uh, Omar, Omar Vizquel as well. Oh, he's in big. Uh, you know, real quickly, because I know he gets name gets brought up enough. Um, with with you know people, I don't on, think there's a lot of people that even know some of the trouble he's been in. Because well, I, I see folks on Twitter that I know, if they knew about it, they wouldn't be. People look Omar Vizquel on the field in the '90s was a wonderful player. It's pretty clear yeah. the, the Omar Vizquel off the field is a very different person. He was not a very good person. And in fact, he has a bad track record with injuring and hurting and assaulting women. Very bad, physical, scary, mental stuff. And now he's getting accused of stuff where he's basically doing the same to men and little boys possibly too um now whether it's pedophilia not sure kind of murky but but definitely getting to the point where he there is some stuff going on where it's very inappropriate stuff now with men not just women now now men omar viscal on the field sure off the field omar viscal is not a good guy it is just i mean there has been a lot of this this is this is this is just there's been a lot of this with current and former indians players and uh staff this year i've had enough that's enough for a lifetime can we can we not have i mean obviously you can't control what other people are doing you can't control the character of people but my god my god there's been a lot of this with current with i'm sorry with former players and staff that is just it's been awful it's been awful if you're a fan and you also care about the type of players that are on your team. Not that they don't make mistakes, but that they have, uh, you know, they want to do better, they want to be better, or whether they're just nasty people. And, and for we've had some nasty people this year that we've had to learn about. It's been pretty bad. And for people who don't know, this stuff was uh, happening with the um, with the Birmingham Barons, which is a minor league organization with the White Sox. So a lot of the stuff's under the White Sox cloth, which is the reason why you may not see it underneath Cleveland Indians headlines, which is fair. I mean, it's a, it's a White Sox problem. And by the way, White Sox were mentioned in the lawsuit. Um, but again, it's sad. Um, and again, I think it just needs to be left. I'll leave it right there. The Omar Vizco, remember, on the field is not the Omar Vizco when you're on the field. And it's pretty clear he's a, not a good guy on the field. And Javius, you had Pandora's box continues to open. And I know, and I'm sure Derek agrees, I don't think that Omar Vizquel story is going to get any better. In fact, it's going to get much worse before it gets better. No. Um, and, in fact, I'm surprised that even going to the Callaway stuff, it's been uh, it's been 
quieter than I expected. I think that story was properly exposed, and I think thankfully, like I thankfully think that story's over. I think, I think, I think. Um, yeah, Spe- but the but the Bauer one is just getting started. Dave Stewart, everybody should Google it. Dave Stewart did something that really turned the tide of that story. He was a part of the 81 celebration for the Dodgers. For people who don't know, Dave Stewart is a great pitcher, more remembered for being in the A's in the late 80s, but he also started off the Dodgers. And he was being brought back, along with some of the other Dodgers, to celebrate the 81 championship, and he refused to go because of what was going on with Trevor Bauer and the reports. And that story really springboarded, I think, where we are today. So people wonder, well, who got the start? There's always like some sort of like tipping point. The tipping point was Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart really got that going, and it really started the motion of conversation. Transitioning hard. I don't know how to get out of this cleanly. So transitioning hard. I love Terry Francona. Love that guy. Think he's a good person. Loved interviewing him a few weeks ago. I hope Terry's health is good. I hope Terry's feeling better. Um, he means a lot to this city. He means a lot to his organization. I really hope he comes back next year if he's feeling good. But more importantly, I hope Terry's feeling good. He doesn't get talked about enough sometimes, even to me. He does, he is and does and did a lot for the city. And I, he means a lot. I think it's important he comes back if he's feeling good. I'm, I'm just glad that he made the choice to take care of himself and wasn't trying to force it the rest of the season because it would just carry into next season. And I believe that he knows that this season, if he is going to do it as much as he wants to be involved with trying to figure things out on the field and at the plate and on the mound with the development of, 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 of what's coming, what's going forward in the next season, needing him here next season is, is paramount. Um, regarding, I, a, I believe the, the possible success of this team next year, because I think, I think this a, team is going to be really good next year. I do. I, I think this is I think it's an important important cog. JBS on Facebook. I think we've come to an end of an era. Uh, there's some people who agree with you. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. Look, I haven't there's tried like a, there's to, a, to look into it because it's it because it feels like. Per, I mean, I could ask questions and maybe find out some things, but I don't want to do that because I feel like it's very personal stuff going on. And I think it's and day by I'm, day. And exactly. I think it's fluid. I think, I think Javius, what I saw a month ago could change to next week. I think what I saw a month ago could change into the end of September. And I, and I know that because we've all had times in our life where we're not feeling great physically and mentally. And um, I think Terry's going through that. I, I'm just saying this. I have lived through a lot of things as a sports fan and it doesn't remind me of this at all, but I'll compare. Bobby Bowden just passed, and Bobby's a legend, 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 legendary in this business. And there are people at Florida State who wanted to push him out because he was old, and they were still winning, but he's old. He wasn't all that. I'm not saying this is the, the case of Francona. It's not. My point is, Francona is a once in a lifetime guy. I would love for him to come back because he's that great of a person and that great of a manager. I'm telling you, don't. Push him aside just because he's sick. I would, if he feels good and he's around, I would keep him as long as you can. That's all I'll say. Um, that said, what do you think of DeMarlo Hale uh, as acting manager? Did it surprise you that Sandy didn't pick that up, or I, I don't, I don't know. Indifferent. Yeah. Indifferent. I didn't know what to think of it or whether it mattered at all. 
Um, I don't know whether it is a, 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 I don't even think you can make an assumption on whether they, that would stay next season too. I have no clue. Indifferent. It doesn't, uh, these interim things don't really mean a lot. Um, yeah. So anyways, Terry, feel better. Miss you. Love you. Get back in that scooter soon, pal. Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll end on this and I'm, I'm ready to wrap up, but, um, Bobby Bowden as Javius has said on Facebook. I love college football. I love college football. And Bobby was a big part of my childhood, even though I was never a Florida State fan. Mm -hmm. Those games that he played, Florida State was in every big bowl game. They were always very good. They were in at least three or four national championship games every year, certainly with Miami, other teams too. Um, And being a Notre Dame fan, they drove me crazy when they won the national championship. Notre Dame should have won the national championship. We won't get that today. But all that to be said, like, Bobby was a great person for college football. I just, it, it sucks and it's sad because I really, <laughs> it's weird to say, I felt like I knew Bobby and I never met him and never been around him. And I really enjoyed him as a college football character. And I think at times we miss those kind of characters in sports. And that's why I treasure the Terry Franconas because the Terry Franconas and Bobby Bowden's are unique. They're great about sports. Is you feel like you know them, even though you don't know them. And Bobby is one of those guys. I didn't agree with everything he did. And certainly there were some things that philosophically, I'm not sure if I am in line of, but I know this. I Bobby dying is a sad day. And there were some shaky moments of shoegate you and all oh, course, no doubt. But my gosh, I've been around college football enough to tell you. All that shit goes around a lot of these college campuses. It's a sad day. It's a sad day. Because Bobby was fun. And I agree with JVS. Florida State, Miami in the 90s and late 80s was wonderful theater drama at the highest level. It'll be missed. It's sad day. Sad day. I've got nothing to add. Bobby Bowden, 91 years old, man. 91 years old. And he had the greatest line, and they did all those tributes on ESPN. Never got fired. (laughs) That was my greatest accomplishment. Never got fired as a head coach. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so you see tonight, I'm rocking this red and white hat with a jalapeno and a sombrero on. I, I got this from a, a, a buddy of mine. He's the owner of a restaurant down the street, senior jalapenos in Struthers, Ohio, and they sponsor a local baseball team. And this is one of the hats. That's why I'm rocking the, the, the jalapeno today. Senior jalapenos is like a, just a great restaurant. Uh, they, 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 the owner became very close with my Juan. shout out to you close with my stepfather before he passed away. So had a lot going on with my stepfather between this hat and going to senior jalapenos today. And then uh, also uh, my stepfather was a huge Nelly fan. And I know there were a lot of folks from this local area, 4,000 strong showed up to the amphitheater in Youngstown to watch Nelly. And it was such an eclectic, you know, mix of people in the crowd, all ages, all colors, and everyone with a smile on their face. The show was a lot of fun. And uh, it was a, we went as a tribute to my stepfather who passed away. He, he had a mullet and these sunglasses with flames on them and this, and this little mustache. And he'd be <laughs> driving down the street blaring in his, in, his, in his Chevy Trailblazer, blaring Nelly. And it was just a sight to behold. So, anyways, and the other great thing is that's honestly the most fun that I've had in downtown Youngstown. And I can't tell you how long they had that. Nice. It was successful. It went off smooth. And on top of that, I couldn't walk five feet without seeing somebody that I knew. And then right two blocks over was Italian Fest, 
which went mm. on for the for the weekend. I mean, it was just a big weekend in downtown Youngstown. And I guess moving back here and knowing that coming back to this beat up Rust Belt town that is struggling to figure out its own identity again outside of wishing that the steel mills would come back, which is obviously never going to happen. We finally feel I feel like, you know, after a forest fire and you look and you start to see the roots take hold and the little greenery start popping up through the the ashes. I feel like that's where Youngstown's at right now in this northeast Ohio area. So. Anyways, that's my little plug tonight uh, that I wanted to get out there and get off my chest. So, awesome stuff. Andy, any final thoughts this evening? Uh, Zimmer with another home run, 9-2 tribe. Um, <laughs> the jalapeno hat's very, very cool, and it's good to hear those kind of stories. Um, interested to see what special teams is like during the Jacksonville game. That was be my thing to watch. Um, I've gone on and on about the Cavs and Indians. More college football talk to come. Um like I said, I thought the Bobby Bound thing, and, and it was the weirdest, weirdest Olympics I can ever remember. Kind of watched a oh, little bit. Oh, yeah. The Olympics was strange. And it was, uh, you know, you only, obviously, I started watching some of the documentary Golden. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, it's about the uh, a lot of the uh, uh, female um, um, g- uh, gymnasts and their stories yeah. and how. Oh, I got to watch out. It is it's it's good there's a lot going on there that you i mean that you good and bad and just what they do what they put their bodies through to become like it's so funny that i'll sit there you know you sit there you know fat old middle-aged guy watching tv with, with popcorn and chips and a soda or whatever while a beer watching watching and complaining oh you wobbled how'd you almost fall off of that well are you kidding me could you imagine standing up on one of those beams and trying to do a flip? How about just trying to walk across it? Jared, I spill coffee in my shirt every day. So, yeah. no, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Jared, it's I get crazy rem- what humans can even do. Like, Jared, I get remarked upon constantly by my girlfriend. I can't eat. So, no. Oh, no, I can't. Anyway, yeah. Olympics. Golden. Weird, no people. Golden is the documentary. Yeah. One, one, I got to watch that. One random one. Your Honor is wonderful on Showtime. Wonderful. Your Honor, Brian Cranston is wonderful. Really? Very, very, very good. You might have to look into that too then. It's my nighttime watching when I'm trying to decompress from work. I'm addicted to Ted Lasso. I need to watch that. I watched We Are Millers again the other day. I love that movie. Ted Lasso is incredible. It is the best show on television in my opinion. And it does not surprise me because the creator, Bill Lawrence, was the creator of Scrubs, and Scrubs was my all-time favorite television show. Oh, my brother liked that show a lot. I thought Scrubs was good. Scrubs was great. I got to watch Ted Lasso. Uh, hey, shoot us an email, Jared at gmail.com, J-A-R-I-D. I haven't checked it in months, but we, we'd love to check it again. Nah, I, I get notifications if we get an email, and we haven't. Oh, that a boy. Anymore. I was going to say, I haven't checked that I say it. I say it just in case someone wants to shoot us an email, but they usually check don't. Check us out. <laughs> Uh, follow us on clevelandbeyond.net where all the podcasts are available. Uh, you can also find podcasts other places where podcasts are available, like on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, all that stuff. Um, follow us on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, at CLE and Beyond, and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond. Yeah. Uh, Javius Heard says, <laughs> now that's a fire hat, pun intended. Thanks, Javius. Javius, thank you. Well, I'll be on Instagram later. I got to go get some dinner before I pass out. Yeah, I got to eat uh, dinner too. So, um, uh, like to say my apologies. I've been so busy this summer. We are back on Mondays. 
Holly and I had a big talk too. We're going to be back on Wednesdays with Set the Edge. We'll be back doing. I know people have been asking. I'm sure Jared and I will be back on during post-game game Browns. I know I'll oh, yeah. be there. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll begin. We're going to get ramped up. We we keep saying this. I am getting ramped back up. I I'm, my goal is every morning just to get up at 5 a.m., which I do now, and read the Cleveland Plain Dealer to stay alive and to get back in it. And I am so excited about college football. Cannot wait to get back into it. But thank you, fans, for sticking around. It's been a busy summer. One guy moving into a house, one guy's career exploding. So it's been a very busy summer. We apologize. We're getting back into Mondays. And Friday soon, once we get into fall. Uh, just a reminder, we're brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out, original Cleveland sporting, uh, sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. And also, we are proud to be a part of Evergreen Podcasts. Andy, take care, brother. Hello, everybody. Bye, everybody. Talk again Bye, soon. next Monday, what to watch special teams can you imagine that's what i'm watching special teams how do special teams look how do special teams look and then for individual players i obviously will be watching greedy williams hooper those are some of the guys i'll keep my eyes on and don't Donald forget it's, don't forget it's a saturday game right saturday game saturday yeah game. saturday game against old urban meyer team tebow getting the ben gay getting ready for a big day <laughs> i can imagine being a jaguars fan <laughs> Tim Tebow. I have, a, I have a friend who's a Jaguars fan. I feel terrible for him. Trevor Lawrence is exciting. Sure. Urban Meyer is not exciting. I love the comment by Paul Feinbaum. He's only been in the league for so many months. He's already getting fined. I mean, heavily fined for abusing, putting out the player too much during OTAs. Unbelievable. Mm-mm. Okay. Go Browns. Talk again soon. Take care. Go and eat dinner. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Javius, thank you. Javius, it's going to be okay with Evan Mobley. It's going to be okay. All right, I'm hanging up. Bye. It's going to be okay, Javius. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.